1: Welcome everyone, this is No Need to Argue with Kobe Wittick. How's it going everyone? What a beautiful day. It is Monday, September 17th. We got the Thursday and Sunday night NFL games in the book. It is... uh, a lot of fun. Uh, yesterday, I had a blast just watching all the games, taking it all in. There was a lot of excitement going on, a lot of different things to uh, discuss here today. But I, I want to start off by, you know, something that's kind of driving me crazy right now. And that is, I don't think that a lot of fans understand that it is any given Sunday in the NFL. I know we have some Thursday and Monday night games, but honestly, it is any given Sunday in the NFL. Everyone who thinks that, you know, if someone's favored or someone looks better on paper, then it's a given win, you are so, so wrong. This is the NFL people, okay? These are professional athletes, the best in the world, competing at a high level every single day and every single week of the NFL season. So if you come in to the NFL weekend thinking this, that, I made these picks, these are going to be guarantees, this, that, and the other, you are completely wrong. I want to start off with the Thursday night game, okay? The Ravens at Cincinnati, okay? The Bengals took it to the Ravens. I mean, absolutely just gave it to them. A.J. Green shows why he is still arguably one of the best receivers in the entire NFL. He gets left out of a lot of conversations. You know, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, all these guys get all the headlines. And A.J. Green has kind of fallen off the map a little bit over the past couple years. And on Thursday night, prime time, short week against what everyone thought was the absolute best team in that division, especially after what they did in week one and putting up 47 points like they did, AJ green and Andy Dalton sat back and said, you're coming into our house. It's a divisional game. We're going to give you everything we got. And that's something I said last week before this Thursday night game. I said, it's a divisional game. Nothing's guaranteed. You got to be careful thinking that the Ravens were just going to roll over the Bengals on Thursday night in Cincinnati. It's the same thing I said about the Broncos and Raiders. Divisional game. Anytime you have a divisional game, it doesn't matter how many points one team's favored by, how much better they look on paper, what, what the odds may say. Divisional games are different. We saw that week one, right? Pittsburgh and the Browns, everyone's like, well, you know, the Browns got better, but they're still the Browns. Pittsburgh's supposed to be this high-powered offense. They're supposed to be, you know, contending every single year that they have Big Ben, that they have Antonio Brown, and that they have Le'Veon Bell. Well, guess what? They don't have Le'Veon Bell. They don't have the old Big Ben, okay? And Antonio Brown is a prima donna wide receiver that if he's not getting his 10 to 12 catches a game, gets pissed off and says things like, well, trade me and see what happens. Divisional games are different. I mean, what what A.J. Green and what Andy Dalton were able to do in that first half against the Ravens was unbelievable. They put up 28 in the first half. Six in the fourth quarter, enough to win the game. That's all you're asking for. A.J. Green had three touchdowns on five catches. 3 touchdowns on 5 catches. 60% of his receptions went for a touchdown. He only had 70 yards. 5 catches, 69 yards, 3 touchdowns. Bengals will take that every single game out of AJ Green. Andy Dalton threw 4 touchdowns. Completion percentage wasn't the best. Second half it got a little, you know, little downhill for him. Through for 265 yards. No interceptions. That's what you want, right? That's what you want out of your quarterback. That's been the problem with Andy Dalton over the past couple years. Too many interceptions. He's not our guy. A.J. McCarron should be playing. And then they ship him off. I mean, Joe Mixon was having a night. 21 carries for 84 yards. Kind of gets injured. They're not sure about him. Giovanni Barnard comes in and says, hey, I still got this. Mr. Consistent over there in Cincinnati. Giovanni Bernard comes in and just makes plays in the passing game, in the running game. I mean, he was just making plays, doing what he could to help the team. And in a time in the second half where they were really struggling, they came out the gates on fire and the second half, they kind of tailed off, but defense played really well. The Ravens didn't do much in the second half either. I mean, it's a 28-14 game at halftime. And there's a total of 15 points scored in the second half. And the Bengals come away with a win. So who would have predicted this? Like I said before, everybody likes to overreact to week one and the statistics that are put up and the wins and how much points are scored and how teams play. Cincinnati Bengals are 2-0 and atop the AFC North. I don't even think the Bengals fans would have predicted that to start the season. Any given Sunday, okay? Any given Sunday, which leads me to my next frustration out of NFL fans, or in this case, Bronco fans. Now, the Broncos are 2-0, and fans here in Denver are mad. They're upset. They're not sold on Vance Joseph they're not sold on Case Keenum. The Broncos are 2 and 0. This is one thing I think the Denver fans need to understand. I'm a Broncos fan. I'm watching every week. I'm cheering them on. I'm hoping that they win every single week. What Bronco fans need to understand is this is not the Peyton Manning era Broncos, okay? We are far from the 2015 Super Bowl champion Broncos okay we have oh my gosh a lot less players on this team than we did back in 2015 we had more players last year going 5 and 11 from that Super Bowl team than we have this year and we're 2 and 0 and Broncos fans aren't satisfied are you kidding me right now are you kidding me We'll talk about my segment, Are You Kidding Me, here a little later in the show, so stay tuned for that. That'll be a lot of fun. But are you kidding me, Bronco fans? You're not sold on the Broncos yet? Well, good, you shouldn't be. But what are you expecting, the Broncos, to come out here and just annihilate every single team that we play by 30 points like we used to do with Peyton Manning? Because we signed Case Keenum, a big-time free agent, watching what he did last year? Did you watch the games that Case Keenum Played for the Minnesota Vikings last year? They did not wall up teams, okay? These were close fought battles. And the best part about the first two games that the Denver Broncos have won this season is that they were close, tight. I mean, needing game winning drives at the end in the fourth quarter to win. These were grinded out find a way to get the victory at the end of the day no matter how pretty or ugly it is cuz i can promise you one thing there are no ugly wins in the nfl you get that win you move on you reset like vance joseph said in his post game locker room you know speech to the team he said we're o and o come tomorrow good hard fought grind it out win, we're 0-0, on to Baltimore tomorrow. That's what he told the team. So don't come at me saying, ah, well, you know, Case Keenum threw an interception and the defense didn't look so good and, you know, Derek Carr was on fire. He only, you know, missed three passes the entire game. Who cares? I love that the Broncos' first two victories came with a fourth-quarter drive to win, they needed a fourth quarter drive at a Case Keenum in this offense to win the game, and they did it. Defense needed stops at the end of the game to give ourselves a chance to win, and they did it. It's only going to help us down the season. You don't want your first two, three weeks to be complete blowouts and just easy wins and playing backups in the fourth quarter. You don't want that. Because it's not going to help you later on in the season when games get tougher and you're fighting injuries and guys are getting run down by the end of the year and you're fighting for a playoff spot. You want a team that has been in the trenches, that has experience winning hard-fought games throughout the entire course of the season. Now, would I like to see them win by 30 and not be biting my teeth on the edge of my seat at the end of games? Yeah, of course I would. But I'm not going to look at this game that they won with a game winning field goal by one point against the Oakland Raiders divisional team. Long, long years of rivalry in this matchup and say, oh gosh, they just didn't look good. You know, the Broncos, ugh, I'm not sold yet. Are you kidding me? Vance Joseph has completely changed his approach. They are holding players accountable. You can see players ready to go on game day, playing as a team, playing for each other. Do you see to Tlaib out there pushing McKenzie in the back after he fumbles a punt? Do you see that in this team? I don't, okay? I see a team playing together. I see a team with the addition of Case Keenum, with the addition of Philip Lindsay, with the addition of Royce Freeman, with the addition of all these young, talented players playing for each other, playing together, believing in one another, trusting that people are going to do their job, they're going to make plays when they come their way, and that they're going to find a way to grind out a victory. The young talent on this team is making plays They're contributing on high, high levels, and I couldn't be happier. Could not be happier with the first two weeks of the Denver Broncos. Because I understand, I said it before on earlier episodes of this podcast, that the Denver Broncos were not going to be, oh, we got Case Keenum, now we're in the playoffs. No, it is going to be a hard-fought battle for us to get into the playoffs. It's going to be a hard-fought battle for us to get through The six games that we have against the AFC West opponents, especially Kansas City right now. Are you kidding me? Phillip Lindsey, Royce Freeman, making plays all game long. Jake Butt, Cortland Sutton. I I mean, what more can you say about Tim Patrick? Demarius Thomas drops the pass, the most important one that we needed. Get the field goal. We got to get him field goal range and he drops it. What do we do? We come to Tim Patrick, a second-year player. His only reception of the entire game. He takes it for 26 yards. He goes inside, jukes the cornerback. We we're all like, "Get out of bounds, get out of bounds." What does he do? Sears back to the sideline running straight I thought he was going to get to the end zone and then you see a defender he gets out of bounds stops the clock field goal win how can you be upset about that these are good games that they're winning Denver fans so stop being upset about it yeah we could be (laughs) 0-2 yeah we could we could be 1-1 but we're not we're 2-0 you know what else the Cleveland Browns could be 2-0 if it wasn't for their kicker. Obviously, you can't put all the blame on him, but, I mean, come on, man. Missed the game-winning field goal week one against Pittsburgh. Misses two field goals, two extra points against the Saints in New Orleans. Yeah, they could be 2-0 and too. Isn't, isn't that amazing? The Patriots are 1-1. Well, they could be two and zero, sure. Patriots maybe could be two and zero, but they're not. They went down to Jacksonville and got their butts handed to them by the team that should have beat them last year in the playoffs. All I'm saying is, don't hold yourself up to you know the shouldas, the couldas, the wouldas. Only thing that matters is what happens. So please, Denver fans, be happy that the Denver Broncos are 2-0. Okay? Be happy the Case Keenum is making plays, showing poise, and taking our team where it needs to go in the fourth quarter. I know there was a lot of three and outs in the first half. I know we weren't doing anything. When it mattered, the team got it done. I will take that from anything else. I'll take a third and fourth quarter team over a first and second quarter team any day of the week. When time gets tough, you find a way to get the job done. In the pressure moments, Case Keenum and the Denver Broncos have shown that in the first two games. So calm down, Denver Bronco fans. This is not the 2015 Super Bowl team. It's far from it. Okay? Okay. Every single team is different every single year. I don't care how many returning players you have. You have a lot of new players. You have a lot of staff changes. Every single team is different every single year. Appreciate what you have. Cheer them on. Hope that they do the best that they can and that we win more games than we lose this year. And there's no need to argue about that. Okay? Moving on. You've got to be kidding me. Now, this is a new segment I want to start. Good or bad in the NFL. NFL kickers. You've got to be kidding me, man. Zane Gonzalez. Kicker for the Cleveland Browns. Last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Rain delay. A lot of things going on. Hard-fought battle. Defense played their butt off. Offense took care of business. In the third and fourth quarter, might I add, shut out in the first half, misses a field goal to win it. Yeah. Okay, you know, we come away with a tie. It's not a loss. Divisional opponent, a tie will help, especially in the divisional rankings as you get progressing through the season. Not a problem. Let's get through it. We'll be okay. Come now to week two, Cleveland goes down to New Orleans. Okay, Saints got their butts kicked in the first week. I mean, I I can't imagine how pissed off they must have been after week one. All the points they put up and their defense just forgot to show up that day. Cleveland goes down there, really, really low-scoring game. Very interesting to see how low-scoring that was considering it's the New Orleans Saints and Drew Brees playing on a Sunday. In the Dome, don't have to worry about any weather. Cleveland, I mean, they were looking good. They were up in this game. They were playing hard. They were playing fast. Defense was playing really good. New Orleans goes on a fourth quarter run. What happens? Zane Gonzalez misses two field goals, two extra points, eight points left out there, and they lose by three. Are you kidding me, man? I, I mean, gosh, you have one job. I know that they move back to extra points, man, but come on. Like, that should still be routine. It's a short kick. Put it in the uprights. Minnesota Vikings, Green Bay Packers. What a game that was to watch. I mean, it was like the complete opposite of last week with Green Bay. Minnesota, struggling, don't know what's going on. Scoreless in the second and third quarter. And what happens? Kirk Cousins says, hey, I can be Aaron Rodgers every now and then too. Fourth quarter, 22 points. Tie the game. I I mean, that last drive was just unbelievable. They get down there. They get the points that they needed. They tie the game, push it to overtime. What happens in overtime? Missed field goals. Crosby. Carlson. Oh, might I add, Carlson missed three the entire game. If Carlson would have made his kicks, they wouldn't have even needed overtime. Are you kidding me? NFL kickers, like, come on. You gotta fight for yourselves a little bit here. The NFL's trying to get rid of every facet of the game that you're involved in. And all you do is fuel that fire yesterday. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I know one thing, whoever had those kickers in fantasy is pretty ticked right now. Thinking, oh, well, you know, at least I'll get, you know, six, seven points out of my kicker. Anybody who had Carlson or Gonzalez yesterday and lost by less than then 10 points is absolutely furious this morning. And they probably cut their kicker just as quick as the teams did, might I add. Both those kickers cut, done, NFL careers most likely over unless someone gives them a chance. Now, Carlson was a draft pick this year. He's still young. He might get a second chance, but goodness, man, like you got it you got to show yourself something. Don't play as many games at practice and focus on what you need to be doing in the game, man. Goodness. You've got to be kidding me with these kicks. I tell you what. I was a little nervous yesterday when McManus stepped up for the Broncos in the game winner. All the kicks that were missed yesterday, I thought there was a curse going on with NFL kickers. Yeah. McManus is taking care of business for us here in Denver, so... I'm happy about that. When it comes to all the games and everything yesterday, it was just fun to watch. I really did just have a good time enjoying all the matchups that we had. Uh you know, obviously my lock of the week the Chargers took care of business. Panthers and Falcons, you know, they had a hard-fought battle, divisional games. It's it's always tough Uh, and, uh, you know, I think that both those teams are going to be competing at the end of the year. Jaguars, I mean, what they did to the Patriots was just, I mean, it was great to watch. I mean, it really was offensively, defensively, what they did, Blake Bortles, I mean, put on a show and I, I don't know what else to say about Keelan Cole's catch. I mean, are you kidding me? With that catch by Keelan Cole. I mean, I've seen a lot of people try to repeat the Odell Beckham catch. But, I mean, that was right on the level. I mean, he goes up over the defender. Catches it one-handed. Doesn't pin it against the helmet. Doesn't bring the other hand to it. He just curdles it right there in his arm. Goes to the ground. Both feet in. Everything looking good. I mean, that catch... Oh, that's going to be Sports Center top 10 top play of the season, top play of the year. I I just don't know how you're topping that one. But what a catch by Keelan Cole. And what a day he had. Seven receptions, 116 yards and a touchdown. I mean, Allen Robinson who? Come on, man. Blake Bortles maybe just needed some different receivers to throw the ball to. And for them not to have Leonard Fournette playing, I mean, that just puts it over the top what that victory meant for the Jaguars getting their revenge last year. Uh, I mean, the Rams took care of business and did their thing. The Chiefs, uh, I mean, this is the last are-you-kidding-me moment that I have, but Patrick Mahomes, are you kidding me? Five incompletions, 326 yards, six touchdowns. And with all that going on, Kareem Hunt still rushed for 75 yards. I mean, everyone was involved. Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Conley caught a touchdown. Hunt caught a touchdown. DeMarcus Robinson caught a touchdown. I mean, all facets were just clicking for them offensively. And they, I mean, they really kind of showed that, you know, Pittsburgh offense just couldn't keep up. I mean, they just put it on them for the entire game. You know, they they struggled a little bit in the second quarter, you know, weren't able to put up any points. But, I mean, they came out in the second half and was just like, yeah, we're good. Uh, we're going to keep doing what we do. Patrick Mahomes is going to keep slinging the rock, breaking records. I mean, are you kidding me, Patrick Mahomes? I absolutely hate that you're in the AFC West against my Broncos, man. But I'll tell you one thing. I hope that Bradley Chubb and Vaughn Miller have a heyday with you when we play you. And there's no need to argue about that. Well, that'll do it guys. Uh thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Uh I mean week 2 we got Seahawks and Bears tonight Monday night football should be a good way to end week 2. We'll see what happens for week 3. I'll be uh I'll be getting on Thursday for that episode and and talking my picks and certain things that we have coming up in week 3, but I thought it was a great great weekend of football good hard-fought close games you didn't see all the butt whoopings you saw in week one all the surprises everything like that uh you know it was good just hard-fought games I mean a lot of late game comebacks we had another overtime and a tie game I mean I don't know when the last times that happened where you had two ties in the first two weeks of the NFL Uh, but I mean it was just a lot of fun a lot of good games a lot of good talent people are kind of starting to prove themselves now for you know what they really are and uh, don't give up on the Browns, I'm telling you that is a good, good team and this year and next year they're going to turn some heads in the NFL. Um, this week also coming up, Tour championship baby. PGA FedEx Cup final coming up this weekend. I am so excited. I'll have an episode coming uh, Wednesday for that. so look look for that. that'll be a lot of fun talking a little golf to to get the week going. And uh, I'm, I'm excited, man. NFL's here. I, I can't stop saying it. I'm just, football is my time of year. I absolutely love it. And uh, I love talking to you guys about it. So thank you again. Thank you all so much for listening again. Until next time, I'm Kobe Wittick. And there's no need to argue about that.